Welcome to the Wellness Phenoms, a podcast about the joys and struggles of life. The show will hit on topics such as mental health, fitness, finances, and spirituality. We are your hosts, Logan and Josh, two friends sharing our experiences with the world in an effort to help others. We are by no means experts, just highly passionate about these topics and eager to challenge ourselves and those around us. Hey, Phenoms, welcome back. Today is episode 30, Saving and Paying Down Debt. To learn more about us in the show, check us out at www.wellnessphenoms.com. And while you're there, check out our patron program where you can make a pledge to support the show financially. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Wellness Phenoms. This week, we are going to touch on saving and paying down debt. Um, it's as always, it's important to note that we are not financial advisors and everyone's situation is different and unique. Uh, And these are just some of our own tips and tricks, uh, that we kind of utilize for our own selves. Um, and we always recommend consulting with a financial advisor before making any, uh, financial decisions. Yeah. So, uh, kind of talking about saving and, 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 uh, ways to get out of that debt, um, as we know, you know, especially we're in January, we just got past um, Christmas, which is typically a pretty um, financially strenuous time for a lot of people. Um, so we figured we'd go through some ideas on, you know, how to help uh, kind of get that stuff back into into perspective and on track. Yeah. And when we talk about savings, um, a lot of times we talk about like setting up an emergency savings, which is, um, highly critical to our financial well-being, Um, and it kind of gives us a, a safety net in emergency situations, hence the name emergency savings. Right. Um, but savings isn't always just for emergencies. I, I think the goal is to kind of build up that emergency savings, kind of what we talked about a few episodes back. Um, but, there's so many other things that you can kind of start saving for. And, um, I recommend personally having multiple savings accounts, um, each with their own kind of various, uh, savings targets, if you will. Yeah. And you know, one of the great benefits of doing multiples is that you, I think you kind of alleviate some of the temptation that comes with maybe pulling from savings for different things. Obviously it takes discipline and uh, a focused mindset to make sure that you do manage those accounts well. Um, but I think really being able to set up those specific accounts and, and, you know, target them for um, whatever, you know, it could be, I want to buy a house, could be vacation account. It could be even just a extra sa- a spending savings account. Um, but kind of using those, to, you know, almost safeguard yourself because it's going to take you a little bit more work to access that money rather than having it, you know, kind of piled in checking. Yeah, exactly. And um, one one kind of like little tip that I, I usually look for for myself is I try and find personally like a, a bank that will allow you to have multiple savings accounts and they don't charge you like a monthly maintenance fee or any upkeep costs to have those accounts open and active. Um, I know a lot of places try and do that or 
they'll have that you have to have a minimum of like $500 in there, which is fine. And I think for most savings accounts, that's okay. But if you aren't at a spot where you can open that account with the, you know, posted minimum, then, you know, paying extra fees on top of that is not really ideal. And it kind of cuts into how much you are able to save, even though it might be small amounts that they add up over time. Um, So usually what I've found, I know a lot of banks, if you have, say, like a direct deposit through your work, a lot of times that'll waive out your your checking account fees, but then um, savings accounts oftentimes are free if you have that stuff in place. Um, so something to kind of do your research on, but that would be something I highly recommend is find a place that is not going to charge you for additional savings accounts. And I've found a lot of banks, um, both online and physical banks that they don't, they're, they've gotten away from fees now, um, as it pertains to like account maintenance fees and, and stuff like that. So they're, they're definitely out there. Yeah. I think most offer a way to at least alleviate the fee that they do charge in some some way. Um, also, you know, with the enormous amount of banks and credit unions all over, there's no reason anyone shouldn't be able to find a bank that fits the needs they, to best fit their needs. Um, but you know, looking at, at, as you're saving and, and, um, setting up these accounts, you know, it's really uh, the way we use them is, is find ways or have an objective and and a specific reason that the account is open. You know, you have your, your, I use it as my main savings, which is my savings account. And that is for emergencies and things that come up. And then there's, you know, other savings accounts that I use for different purposes. Yeah. Like a lot of people, uh, I mean, your options are kind of endless really as to what you could use them for. But I think a lot of the big ones are like travel savings accounts. Like if you like to travel, Um, some people tuck money away every single month, um, or quarterly, whatever it might be, um, or biweekly as you get paychecks. Um, Mm. and they'll tuck that money away and kind of put it in for a travel account. So then when it comes time that you have a trip, you're not, you know, trying to finance it or to scrounge for this money. It already is there and it's in your savings account. Um, and kind of leaves a lot of that hassle if you will. Yeah. And I think, you know, auto depositing is one thing I use regularly through my banking. And I think it's uh, very beneficial because it, it, you know, it moves that money before you touch it. I mean, you can always move it back if you need to, because it's still your money. It's in savings. But I think, uh, you know, a lot like maybe if you have a 401k or something like that, that comes out of your check and gets taken out off the top, it's a, uh, I think it's beneficial because it helps you kind of stay honest without having to remember, I got to transfer money every month over to my, uh, my savings accounts. Yeah. And you know, some other account types too, are like, you know, if you say you want to do a house remodel or certain projects to your house, if you own a home, um, those are also another great thing to open an account for. Um, and I've even seen like, well, let me back up. Cause I, I think that, you know, and we kind of talked about this, but I think that it's really important to use these accounts kind of for their intended purpose. And the reason I wanted to back up and say that is because, um, those are very specific type things. I, mean, I think some people get kind of like into this habit of like, um, spending money, um, out of their checking account 
for like fun type related things or kind of extracurricular type activities, um, which isn't always necessarily a bad thing, but that is also another thing that you can set up a savings account for. And I found this to be very helpful for myself is allotting myself X amount of dollars every month that, that I get to spend on fun stuff, extra stuff. Um, when you have that capability, if your finances are in place to do that, um, but to prevent you from overspending on things that are not as maybe necessarily important, though I'm a huge advocate of self-care and sometimes those fun things can kind of fall under that. So, um, but it's a huge thing that you can also set up a savings account for that purpose so that you're kind of holding yourself accountable. Um, and only spending on fun stuff, what exists in that savings account, rather than pulling from your checking or putting it on a credit card or something like that, and then ultimately kind of overspending and then getting yourself into a tight situation. So I found that to be pretty helpful for myself. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, you know, a lot of times, I mean, finances in general is not a fun topic for most people. And I think that uh, can be daunting as you're, you're you know, working and trying to save and still deal with all the, the ins and outs and unknowns that come along in life. Um, so I think that it's a great way to do it is have that uh, amount of money there for the fun stuff to kind of give you a boost too while you're going through times where it might be harder or more expen higher expenses might have come up, um, but just kind of give you that focus and kind of see what what the benefit is of saving and, and getting that debt down. Yeah. Well, and I think the nice thing too is, is, is a savings account like that specifically with any of these, they should really kind of align with your, your budget. And, um, you can set aside, you know, say a set monthly amount that you allow yourself to spend and, um, you know, it prevents you from overspending, which is, I think the biggest benefit because you're only spending what you set aside in there. And if you don't spend all of it this month or quarterly or however you do that, um, it still stays in that savings account so that the next time, and that could be the same for a travel fund too. You mm -hmm. know, you go on a trip, maybe you don't even use all your money because you did so good at saving. Then you just keep it in there and start fresh after the trip's over, but you already have a little bit of a, a starting balance in there, which is kind of nice. Um, so, I kind of have a funny way of saving. I, I am a huge advocate of like what Josh mentioned earlier is like doing the auto deposit from your monthly paychecks, things like that, um, which is always a smart thing. A lot of people like I, I know I have mine set up, so I, I do some into like my 401k retirement accounts, all that stuff. But then to me, that's a whole separate thing because that's years down the road, right? Like I that's for my retirement. So that to me, I view as a whole different bucket of savings. And then I've got my normal savings that I want to do my emergency funds. If I have a travel account, if I have whatever. Um, but then in the interim, um, I always, I'm, I'm quite OCD with my bank account balances. And so I like to have it kind of neat and tidy, which might seem weird, but all the uh, ancillary dollars and cents, what I like to do is um, kind of do like random intermittent uh, transfers throughout the month, essentially. And I'll transfer like, let's say, um, you know, my balance is, you know, 
$58.13. Well, I'll do a a one-time small transfer of that $8.13 and move it from my checking into one of my savings accounts. Um, and it's small, but it adds up just much like the fees I was talking about earlier. They might not be a lot, but they add up and how much money would you have had in the, the long run? And this is kind of the same principle. Um, and so it's kind of silly, but it's, it's a way that I've found that is easy for me to save. And it kind of makes it more fun and exciting to save too, you know, cause then I can yeah. slowly kind of watch that balance creep up over time. So uh-huh. That's awesome. I think, uh, you know, saving money and, and really paying down debt are both important. Um, but when we have financial debts, this cuts into how much we're really able to tuck away into our savings. Yeah. Big time. And, you know, I always recommend when we start talking about debts, um, and, I I really recommend taking care of debts as quickly as possible, especially when those accounts are accruing interest Um, and, you know, minimizing the number of accounts that you have overall can really be helpful. Um, One thing I personally do is I'll typically start with like my lowest balance account and I'll get it paid off as soon as possible. Um, So then I can take that money and roll it over and pay it towards my other accounts that I'm paying off. Um, and if you just kind of keep doing this over and over again until all your accounts are paid off, but it's really helpful. Um, and it makes things a little bit easier to digest. I think if you kind of view all of your accounts kind of in a row, line them up smallest to biggest, and then, you know, assuming you're paying interest on all of these, um, then you can just kind of tackle that smallest one Keep in mind, though, when you're doing this, you need to really be meeting all your financial obligations as you're doing this. You know, if you've got, you know, minimum payments on all your other accounts, what have you, um, you have due dates for your payments. It's you have to be mindful um, that you're going through and taking (laughs) precaution to make sure that you're meeting all of those obligations. But then you identify that smallest account and you really just kind of hit that one in the head, you know, and, and try and tackle it. Once that one's taken care of, now you don't have to worry about it anymore. Then you can focus on the other ones and you just keep doing it over and over again until all of your accounts are paid off. And it's been very helpful for me when I kind of view it that way. Um, because I think that at least for me, when I start ticking one of those off and taking care of it, it, it makes it so much easier to swallow when you look at what accounts remain and they're a smaller number. Yeah. I think it makes it like, you know, it just appears less daunting, right? Yeah. It's still there. It still has to be taken care of, but you don't feel like you're just stretched so thin. You're not actually getting anywhere. You're just spinning wheels, uh, being able to really focus on the small one and then move on to the next ones can really help you just contain it and get it taken care of over time. Plus I think, you know, in my, in the past when I've, you know, younger getting myself into, into steep credit card debt, definitely, um, being able to piece off portions of it at a time rather than looking at the, you know, the total of everything can be very daunting. And I think that it it definitely helped me be able to kind of work myself out of it. Yeah. And again, like I said, this is a really, uh, strong method that I found for myself personally, but 
I think one thing really, really you have to keep in mind is to make sure that you're making all your minimum payments. I always recommend making more than your minimum payments, but when you're kind of using this method, you're really focusing on that one account and and then just maintaining those others. Um, but it's so important that you're making sure to make all your your minimum payments and doing so on time because if you do not, if you miss a payment, if you don't meet the minimum amount, you know, you're going to end up with a lot of late fees and other ancillary fees and that that will set you back. And not only that, but it can really hurt your credit as well. Yeah, which is just an added stressor on top of all of it, making it, you know, harder to kind of achieve some of those financial goals you want to. Yeah, big time. Well, um, and again, when we talk about savings and paying down debt, I think discipline is is likely the biggest thing that comes into this. I think we we really need to set up a plan and kind of figure out how we want to tackle this stuff. Everybody's situations are, are wildly different and unique and, um, you know, figuring out what that plan is going to be for how we're going to tackle this is important, but then remaining disciplined with it too and, and trying not to waver from whatever goal we set for ourselves. Cause I think, it's, it's easy to do. There's a lot of wants and things that we might want to buy out there. And, and, you know, I, I have a shopping problem. <laughs> yeah. I, I do. I retail therapy and, you know, so it's hard for me sometimes, you know, and that's one of the biggest things I've found is, is setting up what are my financial goals and, and really being disciplined with whatever action steps I set up for myself. Yeah. I think like Logan said, everybody has, um, their financial goals. And I think a lot of people have, um, you know, a financial structure set up that works for them. And I think that, uh, you know, it's just being able, like, like Logan said, having that discipline to make sure that when something does come up that you want and, uh, making sure you take the right steps to get it instead of just rushing out and buying it. Yeah. Well, Uh, I think it's again, just important to throw this back out there, but um, we are not financial advisors. Um, everyone's situation is different. And if you're struggling financially or have financial questions, um, we always recommend consulting a financial advisor. Yep. It's uh, time for the afterthought, where we leave you with quotes, challenges, and other thoughtful moments. So today we have uh, just two simple quotes for everybody. Um, the first one here is do not save what is left after spending, but spend what is left after saving. And that's by Warren Buffett. And our second uh, quote here is a Swedish proverb. He who buys what he does not need steals from himself. I really like that one. That's a good one. Don't forget to check out our website at www.wellnessphenoms.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Wellness Phenoms. Go subscribe to make sure you don't miss out on new episodes, and you can also drop a review on the Apple Podcast app. Alrighty, Phenoms. Until next time, enjoy the journey and stay well.